and welcome to another episode of Two Guys in a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Well, this week we decided to do a movie that I had put on this list a long time ago. This is a movie that, when I was walking through the video stores, the cover always tempted me. It had a green-looking zombie head on the front cover coming up from the ground and there's a misty city behind and some more figures and it was called the gates of hell that's how i remembered it anyway and it's very promising on the back about how somehow the gates of hell open and somebody's got to go close them in the meantime things wander out so uh (laughs) i um Been wanting to see it for a while. It's a Lucio Fulci masterpiece, the first of his trilogy of Gates of Hell. I think people call it the Gates of Hell trilogy. I don't think they're actually conceived as a trilogy. I think they're just three movies that he made back to back that are more or less really gross with zombie-like creatures wandering around and killing people. I'm really selling this one. Uh, It's City of the Living Dead, 1980. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um... So, uh, Lucio Fulci, we've seen his movies here before, and uh, we've watched some Dario Argento films. We watched a really crappy Umberto Lenzi movie along similar lines, but we really, at least I remember really enjoying Fulci's uh, film Zombie 2, which is the one that he did Mm. just before this one. And uh, I really liked it. And then a couple years later, he did this one, and then he did The Beyond, which is quite well regarded, apparently, and then The House by the Cemetery which is also a little better regarded than this one. Uh, but this movie's just batshit crazy. I, I don't know what else to say about it, Craig. I assume you've never seen this before. You don't really put these movies on your lists. <laughs> no. No, not really. But that's one of the things that I like about doing this with you is that you introduce me to movies that I wouldn't put on myself. Um, <laughs> this isn't something that I would have chosen to watch, but uh, gosh... I don't know. I mean, I hate to put the cart before the horse, but this movie was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> really? How many times do we end up saying that? I mean, come on. <laughs> what percentage of films do we basically, by the end of the episode, go, yeah, this movie is pretty dumb? <laughs> Fairly high percentage. There. Okay, so there are a couple of major things that I had issues with in this movie, oh, and only a couple. They're, they're related, I think. Okay. One of them is that there were way too many characters. Yeah. Like, there was so much going on that it just seemed super not focused. I didn't even know who the main characters were supposed to be. Like, I didn't really know what I was supposed to care about. And it wasn't really until the end, like the last 30 minutes or so, that some of the characters started coming together. Um, But even then, it was just really loose connections. And um, I, I didn't feel particularly connected to any of the characters i didn't really care what happened to any of them i didn't feel like i knew any of them well enough to care so it was just kind of boring like (laughs) i don't know you know zombies pop up every once in a while i mean there were there were some (laughs) fun like gross moments like that was kind of cool i guess but (laughs) 
<laughs> I swear, like I, I was so bored. I was so bored the whole thing. Like I was like the movies playing on my computer. I'm like looking at Facebook on my phone. I'm like, oh, here's a zombie. Yay. <laughs> here's here's a some weird guy finds a blow up sex doll. Fun. Like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> the, blow, the, the blow up the sex doll that blows up mysteriously by itself but at that point it doesn't matter it's like hey if it's ready and willing <laughs> oh, man. i don't know it was like like you said it's just kind of all over the place and you know we've said this before um or i've said this before in that uh especially when, when we do the giallo films is that the coher coherence of plot does not seem to be a major concern for some of these Italian exploitation directors. Um, they they really go in for style, uh, and some of them have better style than others. And uh, in some cases, like this one, it feels like um, I don't know. I feel like there's a style here. I mean, there's definitely some inventive camera work and some close-ups and some interesting things happening, but it almost feels like it's more centered around uh, shock gross, gory shock scenes peppered amongst nonsense. I, I couldn't follow whatever this was supposed to be, this plot. Uh, I mean, it starts out really creepy and atmospheric with this mm. priest walking around in a graveyard. It's, it's perfect Halloween type stuff, intercutting with a, a group of people at a seance, uh, and the woman's like getting disturbed at the seance at the same time this priest just decides to hang himself from the tree. And this woman who screams at this point dies of fright during the seance. And and yeah. th this is in New York, This the seance anyway. The priest is supposedly in this place called Dunwich, which is a fictitious place, but it's supposedly, according to the movie, built on the ruins of Salem, where the... Salem, Massachusetts, where the witches used to be. But I don't think Salem's really in ruins. Salem, Massachusetts is still around. So. Right. And, like, I meant to look it up, and I totally just forgot. You know, I, there's, um, isn't it, it's Lovecraft, right, who wrote the Dunwich Horror? Yes. Um, and, and I wondered if there was some connection there. I don't even, I've read a little bit of Lovecraft, and not a whole lot. I don't remember if I've read the Dunwich Horror. If I have, I don't remember it. I So, I, do you know, is there any kind of connection there, or is it just? I don't. I, I mean, I saw that Lovecraft was credited as a, co-writer like now clearly not a co-writer but like a one of the writers as though it was inspired by him but gotcha. i can't imagine like what, what you know what came out of this movie i thought the dunwich horror actually takes place at a university i don't remember it's weird because so then this happens and then you get the hard-boiled police detective who comes in and his sole purpose is to kind of wander around the room and explain what everybody's name is and give a little bit of exposition and the woman who is leading the seance, an older woman, basically says that uh, this is all following the book of Enoch. According to you, this poor girl is dead because of a book that was written 4,000 years ago, correct? That's right. I would find such an unusual paradox of tremendous appeal terribly stimulating if I were a sleuth. Mm. The explanation in every detail of a crime before it's been committed. Lady... You're either on grass or you're pulling my leg. No, the problem is in your mind. It can't accept the truth. 
but I'll help you just the same. In the Book of Enoch, the killer is... This Book of Enoch, whatever it is, I read uh, some trivia that said that this is actually a non-canonical Jewish text. Mm-hmm. But who knows? It just says something about how this, the gates of hell will be opened and the dead will rise, blah, blah, blah. They're trying to set up some intrigue or something. Okay, so this girl who died, her name is Mary. When this other lady, I don't she's this older lady. I don't even know who she is. Uh, she says to the detective or whatever, the killer is, and then she gets interrupted. Like, that's supposed to be some kind of big lead or or something, but it never really comes up again. Like, I don't... I don't know. So this priest, Father Thomas, yeah, hangs himself in this graveyard, and then immediately the dead start to rise, uh, like immediately, and they start to emerge from apparently the centimeters of dirt that they are buried underneath, <laughs> and it just, I don't know, you know, when I'm watching, I've said before, zombie, the zombie genre is not my favorite, I'll watch them fine whatever but there's just really no explanations like okay a priest killed himself so the dead are rising that's it uh and and apparently like the gates of hell have opened or whatever but that's the explanation but it's just like a a, zombie movie just a few people focused around these people (laughs) it's not like the whole city's getting overrun there's supposed to be this impression um, I think as the movie goes on, you s- occasionally hear some news report. All citizens are requested to stay in their homes. Do not panic. But people are just wandering around doing their thing anyway. The only stuff that we really see happening revolves around this small group of people and how they end up dying and then coming back to life. So it doesn't even have that it doesn't even have that sense like in the movie Zombie too when he you know at the very end you remember it's like the dead are just are coming into New York after coming over on that boat yeah. and I, it just has a, a little bit more of an epic feel to it uh, than this movie which supposedly maybe is supposed to be kind of epic but it still feels very small and very constrained Well and they act like I Mary this girl who dies gets buried well they start to bury her but they're on union hours so they (laughs) don't finish and this is he a detective i mean who is this guy peter wait a minute yeah he was a journalist i think now what he's investigating i don't really know and why he's hanging around the cemetery i don't really know he seemed interested in the fact that this woman died but I mean, why are you going to go to the cemetery? That There's no information to get there. So he's just hanging, and luckily he hears some screaming and some banging from this coffin because it turns out Mary is very much alive. Now, she's not a zombie. She didn't arise like the dead arise. She just kind of arose like a person who they didn't check her pulse before they put her in the coffin. There's this interesting scene where he leaps on top of the, the coffin in the mostly shallow grave, and instead of just brushing the dirt away from the top and opening it up or whatever, he takes a pickaxe to it and almost kills her in the process. I know. In the like, process it comes of like freedom. centimeters from her face. I'm like, well, thanks for helping, bro. Like, <laughs> could you maybe not pickaxe my face? And 
But it does lead to a really cool image, and that is this great um, close-up shot of this hole in the casket and her face through it, and she's just screaming, and she's bloody, and the movie's got nothing if it doesn't have these really striking images from time to time. Don't get me wrong. There are some other images in here that are supposed to be striking that are just dumb or poor makeup or... Yeah, just don't, they're not, they're not high art. None of this is really high art. But there are some moments that are genuinely creepy and crazy. So there's that. So this happens. And then Peter, but, then know, there's we, these other three people. We say, we say this happens, but there's also all kinds of other things going on too. And you yeah. have no idea how any of them are connected. Like you don't even know who these people are. Like yeah. we see a scene of this young kind of, odd looking guy who goes into an abandoned house and you know i already mentioned like he pulls out what looks like a mask from under a bed and then he throws it off to the side and it immediately inflates into a sex doll and he goes and he like starts like fondling the sex doll but then he looks to his right or left or something and sees like a rotting baby corpse yeah and and then it just cuts away and like who was that what is happening and then there's a bunch of guys in a bar and they're just sitting there chatting and all of a sudden a mirror shatters and they kind of get spooked and one of them says you forget who our ancestors were like this is supposed to be some big clue or something but it's not really and like then the walls split open and the guys all freak out and leave except for the bar owner. And he's like, Oh, I'll never get my money back for this building. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> random. And then there's this lady named Sandra who's in therapy and her therapist is Jerry. And like, we're being introduced to all these characters in the most random ways. And I have no idea how they're connected because really they're not. No, I, I thought maybe one was the mother, one was the father, or some of them are, are lovers. And it's hard to say because Jerry has this sort of kiss later with Sandra, but she's supposed to be his patient. I wasn't sure what all that was all about. And then Emily's the, the younger girl who comes inside, and she ends up kissing him on the way out. And so he must be her father? I think she, I, I think he's her boyfriend. I think he's Emily's boyfriend. But the the dialogue that they have in the scene, she says, "Well, I'm going to go see Bob again." And he's like, "Oh, should I be worried about Bob? You see him an awful lot." She's like, "Oh, well, you know, just like whatever. I know what people think of him, but blah blah blah." It turns out that Bob is this creepy guy in the abandoned place who was playing around with the sex doll. And right. then later on, there are all these comments made about Bob being this pedophile. Everybody knows it. And when she goes to find him in this house, it's he's like in the basement. And he's got like a mattress and pinups of like cut out from porno magazines on the wall. And he's freaked out of his mind. And we're not really sure why. Was it that corpse or whatever? I don't know. But she's like, oh, Bob, Bob, Bob. And then... Something comes out and gets him. There's like a corpse or something that kills him or not? No, he's not. It doesn't kill him. He like sees something and he, takes, he takes off takes running. Off and she, she gets killed. Yeah. And this all happens in seconds. Like you have no idea what their relationship is. Like I guess 
she's just a nice lady who's nice to Bob because everybody else treats him bad because he's kind of weird. Like I read that he was written as a hunchback, but the uh, the actor just decided he wasn't going to wear the prosthetic humpback. And so instead uh, he just kind of walks funny. Like I, I, I guess he's just kind of set up to be this town scapegoat. Like when things start, going weird then everybody's like oh it must be bob you know crazy bob mm. <laughs> and and eventually and this is just jumping around but then eventually like he's just running around and he he sleeps in somebody's garage and the girl who apparently lives there is like oh bob why are you sleeping in my dad's car and he's like oh i couldn't find anywhere else to sleep she's like okay well just smoke a joint with me real quick and then you better go and then her dad comes out and he's like bob what are you trying to do to my daughter and he takes him and he puts his head on this big table drill and drills through his head like that was what that was something he becomes so murderous toward this guy i i just had to do a double take during the scene because i thought wait a minute is he a zombie like this is like a, a zombie murdering scene this isn't just like a guy pissed off at bob murdering him scene and then the next time we see them, do we ever see them again? They're, they're just, their bodies after this. Like something happens to them. I don't even know. I don't know. I'm not going to try to parse it out. Then there's this couple, this teenage couple who are sitting in a truck. This was, this is leading up to one of the most notorious scenes in this film. Yeah. There are two. Yeah. The drill scene is one of them and it's pretty gory and shocking. This scene, uh, they're making out in a car in the in the truck, and of course the girl says, "Oh, I hear something. Something's going on," and she looks out the window, and suddenly the priest, who appears everywhere in front of everyone at some point, appears. And when you say appears, literally, like it, like just like pop, like like here I am. <laughs> it's like a jump cut. Right. <laughs> not not big special effects here because they're not. That's the thing too, like. They are corporeal, I guess, because they can hurt people, but they can also just like flash bulb into existence wherever they want to be, yeah. which is weird. I mean, it's almost like dreamlike. I, I, I can't explain it. I don't know. Yeah. But that's... yeah, go ahead. This scene. I mean, <laughs> this scene is, I guess, worth something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of close-ups on eyes in this movie. Fulci loves to do close-ups on eyes. Anyway, um, so so the priest is, we get close-ups on his eyes, and he's staring at the girl, and the girl is staring at him, and you get the sense that maybe she's in some kind of trance or spell, while the boyfriend just sits there screaming for a, a good five minutes. And during this whole sequence, it's bouncing between their two sets of eyes, and the girl's eyes start bleeding. Mm-hmm. Like she's crying blood, yeah. Pouring out of these eyes at some points. Pretty pretty good effect, actually. And then she starts foaming at her mouth, and bloody foam starts coming out of her mouth, and then you realize that she's vomiting up her guts. Yeah. And it's pretty gross. And this is... It's really gross. This is uh, apparently even more gross when you realize how they did it. She actually did swallow some entrails and, and, yes. and vomit it up. Oh, and... Yeah, then there's clearly some more close-up shots that are just a dummy head and where they're just dumping the stuff out, you know, but it's it's an odd an odd scene. And you know, this scene along with several others in this movie put this on the video nasty list forever in a number of countries 
couldn't even mm-hmm. be seen until like just the last, you know, 20 years or so in some countries. So it's gross, you know? I mean, and this is pretty standard Fulci fare. He does like to do this kind of thing. Zombie 2 had that awesome scene of that woman getting slowly impaled uh, on her eye on that. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one was better. I don't know. There's something about that was just more suspenseful uh, than this. This was just weird. Just weird. And this isn't like this priest's M.O., he does seem to stare at people and their eyes start to bleed or at least threaten to start to bleed, but it's not like everybody stares at vomits out their guts. What really is the M.O. of the zombies of this movie is cl- grabbing the back of people's skull uh, and squeezing their brains out, mm-hmm. which is also unique. Yeah, it's unique except for they do it like 14 times. Yeah, oh, it's their M.O. It's the only way they do it. <laughs> it gets boring after a while. Yeah, it's shocking the first time and then, you know, after that, what's the point no i agree with you so that happens god man i don't even want to go through the rest of this plot because <laughs> because there's not there's just not anything to it like i i don't i don't know who the priest was i don't know why he killed himself i don't know what him killing himself had to do with any of this stuff happening there's just no explanation for anything and <laughs> So then it's just everybody running around for a while. And teaming up for some reason. Like, I'm not even clear how they figure all this out. There's the, the girl had a vision, right? The girl who was dead and then came back to life who at the seance had this vision of this priest. She's the one that's kind of just basically telling everybody, the gates of hell are open because this priest killed himself. And they're all like, oh, okay, let's team up and do something about it. And basically their plan is to go to the local morgue. And I'm not really sure why. I can't remember what they were looking for. But bodies are coming up from this morgue at least, right? So it gives them a more of a set pieces for them to go through and, and more bodies to spring to life. Then it, they, they go into a house and there are a whole bunch of maggots that fly through the window. And that apparently was a scene done with real maggots. Yeah. Tons of actual maggots and fanned them at his actors just pelted them with real maggots oh it was disgusting and when i read that it was real i'm like that is so gross like (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine like when you say tons i mean seriously like the by the end of the scene the floor is carpeted in maggots inches deep yeah and they're in their hair and everywhere it's so disgusting uh but uh, again why like i don't yeah is something trying to scare them away i don't know and i guess then for a while also you know people just keep having zombie encounters like yeah um sandra the woman who was in therapy a corpse shows up in her house and she freaks out and calls jerry the therapist and he comes over and she's like, I just, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. And you're, he's like, No, you're not crazy. There's a corpse in there. And then they hear like a weird grumbly noise, and they go and look again, and it's gone. And they leave, but we see that the corpse, like we see its feet, like it's hiding behind a mirror or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, th- then there's this kid, like the the young girl who died, Emily, had a little brother zombie emily like visits him and i feel like that's the first time we see gross maggot infested 
zombie face. Now I think that's the face on the box art. Yeah. And scares him. And then somebody gets a phone call that says it was John, John on the phone. He, he just said that zombie Emily killed his parents, his parents, which did we see this happen? I don't think we did. I don't think so. I think we just saw him like standing, staring in shock. I don't even think. Oh yeah, there was there was blood dripping down from the ceiling, and uh, and then two other characters end up over there, and they pop out, and they're like, "Yep, they're dead. That's really disgusting. They've been eaten too." And I was like, "Did I miss a scene where that happened? That I? It just seems like something he would have shown us." So anyway, they're killed, and then um, the bar, the people at the bar get invaded by zombies, and they're killed as well. And then they decide that they need to go to this Father Thomas's family tomb. Right. This is where it gets really weird. I, again, I don't really understand what's going on here. He he hung himself, so they've got to go to the family tomb. When they, they go down into this tomb, which is kind of an, more of an underground catacomb-type place, and they try to pry open the the shelf that he's on in the catacombs they yeah. they open it up and then they see that he's not in there not only is he is he not in there but it looks like the other end of it's open too like he he burst out the other way and they just go a little further into these catacombs and suddenly they're beset by all these zombies and many of them people that they knew or have already died well and the one thing that surprised me about this movie is that main characters kept getting killed yeah like at at this point sandra had taken john john back to her house she got her brain ripped out from behind and then he got chased all around the city by appearing zombies and i don't even remember where he ends up like they just kind of keep meeting up these random people but then when they go down into these catacombs or whatever there's i feel like there's three of them left there's jerry mary jerry mary and one peter um and peter has been you know i i kind of felt like he was kind of the main character like he was doing all this investigating well when they're down in the catacombs peter gets his brain ripped out from the back yeah so then it's just jerry and mary and they're looking around and they come to this room yeah that has to be somehow at surface level because there's light coming through these stained glass panels in the ceiling yeah unless it's some sort of magic light i don't know but they get there and they're being besieged by all these zombies and then father thomas shows up and uh, again, I feel like there's some sort of backstory that they just never flesh out. Like they've been in a big hurry because it's going to be, what is it? All saints day or yeah. Yeah. And they, they have to get it done by then. Otherwise it'll be the apocalypse or something. Well, they don't get it done by then. So then all the zombies are after them and um, father Thomas shows up and like, he just stands there and stares at at Mary for a while and she starts crying blood and then Jerry grabs some sort of long pokey thing <laughs> <laughs> it's like a large wood splinter you know or something and just stabs him in the in the guts with it in the guts it was it looked more like he stabbed him in the crotch <laughs> <laughs> but it it just opens up this big 
hole in him. And then Father Thomas dies. Yeah, everybody bursts into flames, basically. Him and all the other zombies. You know, you, you kill the boss, you've killed them all. It's like every video game. So, yeah, he dies. The zombies die. And it was that easy. They guess they've closed the gates of hell now? Yeah. I guess. But wherever they were in the first place. I don't so know. Jerry and Mary come crawling out of this tomb and they see like John John has a like the cops have brought him there for inexplicable reasons and they see him and he sees them and he gets all excited. And he's like, Jerry, Mary. And he starts running towards them. And the camera kind of goes into like slow-mo of him running. And at first they're excited to see him, but then it's like something scary, like just based on the reactions of their face. And the camera cuts back to the kid running and then it just cuts to black and that's it. Like I have no idea what that ending was supposed to mean. Yeah. It's incomprehensible, that, that ending. Now, I, I read about it. I read that there was another ending shot, but somehow, you know, there are various accounts nobody really knows. Some some people say that it got, uh, the, the original ending, the film got ruined in the lab somehow. Uh, I read somewhere that, somebody spilled coffee on it and it was ruined. And like, I don't know if they didn't have the funds or they didn't have the time or they couldn't get people back. So they just never refilmed the ending. So they just cut what they had. And this was the end. And if you read the trivia under the spoilers on IMDb, it says, uh, well, the kid is a zombie. Well, <laughs> there's nothing to indicate that in yeah. the movie. He doesn't look like a zombie. He doesn't look like he has any like malintent or anything. He's just running towards them smiling and they have like a horrified look on their face. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It it makes no sense. It's all over the place. Too many characters. You don't know what's going on. There the plot whatever the plot is it's incomprehensible like you said it's really for that reason it's hard, it's impossible to follow and therefore it makes it not a lot of fun to watch i mean i would say that you know the zombie makeup is quite good and gross um the scenes like the father whatever his name getting stabbed through in the hole in his guts are sufficiently disgusting and and whatever. Well, so most of the makeup effects are are pretty good. See, but I thought the makeup almost it looked like Halloween makeup, like like pasted on. I don't know. I mean, it, it uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it at times it did really really good Halloween makeup, but makeup like it didn't look organic. Like I remember seeing a zombie from the back, and and just people might not even pay attention to these things, but you know we're watching because we have to talk about it. And <laughs> like, I just remember the back of this zombie's neck. I mean, it was clearly like brown and gray and, and green, like stage makeup. It didn't look like dirt and organic material. It was clearly makeup. Now, yeah, when you've got the slime and, and the maggots and all that ooh and goo on their faces, it looks good. 
but I've seen better. Well, yeah. Much better. Well, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying I thought it was sufficiently shocking. And um, You're trying to say something nice. I'm trying really hard. Doing. I'm trying to pull a crag and go, but you know, with a couple beers and it's Halloween and you've got a party going on and... You know, you're you're dumb as rocks. No, I don't even think a couple beers. Yeah, I think if you had a couple beers, you would turn this movie off and put <laughs> something else. Like <laughs> there aren't even any boobs in it for Pete's sake. I like, know. come on. That was that was another major disappointment. I, I <laughs> give me give me something to go on here. Give me something to watch. I I have to agree with you, man. It it just it wasn't that fun. And I thought this movie would be fun. And I more than the two of us more th- I I out of the two of us am the one who really finds joy and pleasure in watching these old Italian films no matter how bad they are or silly they are and I have to say it's probably the first time I've been really disappointed and that from a movie from a director that we know is pretty shocking and notorious and has two extremely um extremely notorious scenes in it it just wasn't enough to make the rest of the movie interesting enough to want to sit through well and i i liked zombie too i mean these are not my that was good these are not my favorite types of movies you know i I generally don't intentionally seek out older stuff i mean there's some older stuff that i grew up with that i have fondness for and and you know a lot of these giallo films or or fulci like like zombie 2 I, I probably wouldn't have ever seen them had you not chosen them for us to watch. And and I've enjoyed them and appreciated them for what they are. And this one just it just felt like a it just felt like a flop. Like it just didn't work. God. And I, I really think the biggest problem for me was that the scope was just far too broad. There were way too many characters. There was very little focus. There was no clear understanding of why anything was happening. It wasn't even really clear why any of these people were involved. Like this Peter, the investigator, Mm. why, why was he even there? Like, I guess he maybe initially he was investigating the death at a seance. Okay. That makes sense. But then they're like, Oh, you have to go to Dunwich to investigate. Why, why would he even go? Like, (laughs) no, I'll pass. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, But whatever. But by comparison, really zombie two was everything that this wasn't zombie two had atmosphere, uh, it, it had kind of a theme to it. Remember, it was that voodoo? It, it took place on an island. It had genuine suspense where people were being stalked by zombies and their crusty zombies coming up through the ground. And there were gross moments in it, but it wasn't really all about that. It was a fun movie, and and there was a plot that you could follow. It was a simple plot. Yeah. It was a little yeah. out there, but it was still a plot. And And this is just teleporting zombies popping up left and right. There's no real suspense to that, right? There's nothing <clears throat> interesting about it. And so it, it's just a one scene after another is somebody getting their brain pulled out and you know somebody puking up their guts and whatever, but, but nothing linking it together, nothing creating any sense of interest as to why these things are happening and any suspense leading up to it. Agreed. 
So yeah, you can skip this one. Um, but I am kind of, I'm still interested in seeing the other two because uh, the Beyond is supposed to be kind of his swan song. Well, and I, I've, I've heard a lot about it's. Is it House by the Cemetery? Yeah, because we watched um, kind of a loosely based on that movie, uh, more modern one. Remember, it was where there was those creepy guys coming out of the basement, the creepy. Um, with the white eyes and the black charred faces, and they were oh, we we are we are still here or something like that. We're still here. Yeah, that was it. We're still here. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah yeah I, I mean I, it's not like I'm just gonna say I'll never watch another one of this guy's movies again. I just think that this happens to not be a good one, which is unfortunate. I mean, if this is gonna be a short episode, <laughs> maybe nah. people will be glad. <laughs> we usually go on and on and on, but uh, yeah. It's... Well, we run a tight ship here, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed this one, please share it with a friend. You can find us on facebook and all over the web just google us two guys and a chainsaw find our website leave us a comment there let us know if we're way off the mark on uh, on this movie and let us know what other movies you'd like to us to watch as well we love hearing from our listeners until next time i'm todd and i'm craig with two guys and a chainsaw